Viewpoint. More signs of price stabilisation in Singapore's private residential market in the fourth quarter of 2023. Analysts say buyers are more cautious because of higher interest rates, multiple rounds of cooling measures and macroeconomic uncertainty. This after new figures were released by the Urban Redevelopment Authority last Friday. Joining me on Viewpoint is Nicholas Mark, Chief Research Officer of Property Search Portal Mogul.sg. Welcome, Nicholas. Thank you. All right, great to have you back with us. Now, for the whole of 2023, overall private home prices have risen by 6.8%, marking the seventh straight year of price increase since 2017. Price growth, however, has moderated in 2023 compared to 2022 and 2021. And very quickly, looking at HDB resale numbers, there were 6,547 HDB resale transactions in Q4 2023, dipping by 2.2% quarter on quarter from 6,695 HDB flats resold in Q3 2023. So overall in 2023, 26,735 HDB flats were resold, down slightly by 4.2% from the 27,896 units transacted in 2022. So Nicholas, with Singapore's private residential prices growing at a slower pace, but still remaining quite high, similarly with mortgage rates too, and with up to 40 new launches coming on stream in 2024, what are some of the key trends you see in the Singapore housing market, at least in the coming 6 to 12 months? Well, I think that um, prices are likely to um, go down unless uh, we have a fairly bad uh, economic recession, which are not on the cards. So property prices, both HDB and private residential prices are likely to trend upwards, but yes, at a slower pace. So we could see um, property prices growing by perhaps 5 to 8% for the whole of 2024. And for the HDB resale market, they will grow a bit slower at 3 to 6% because the government is still keeping up a very strong supply of BTO flats. And some of these BTO flats are quite well located and they are going to draw demand away from the HDB resale markets, which means that the HDB resale transactions will also drop slightly this year, which means that for HDB sellers, uh, flat sellers, um, they might actually have to wait slightly longer uh, to sell their flats uh, if they put it up on the market, or they may have to accept slightly lower prices. All right. In 2023, those with HDB addresses bought a total of 4,714 new and resale non-landed private homes. That's down 25.7% from the numbers in 2022, which was a 6344. Could you share your thoughts on this? Is trading up for HDB upgraders getting harder? Slightly. There's a few things here. Firstly, is that the proportion of Singaporeans or Singapore residents who live in HDB flat has fallen slightly from 80% to, based on the last set of numbers, which was for last year, it was to 77%. So we actually have people living in private property and buying their next private property. So sort of moving horizontally. Mm. So that kind of con- contributes to the smaller pool of uh, people with HDB addresses buying private property. Secondly, is that uh, some of the HDB uh, dwellers are actually upgrading, but they're upgrading within the HDB resale market. 
So they are selling their HDB flat and perhaps either moving to another HDB flat that could be bigger or in a more desirable location. So yes, the upgrading dream is not totally cut off for HDB dwellers. And the other thing is that based on our research, actually the people who are buying mass market condominiums, that's condominiums in the outside central region, Mm -hmm. majority of them are actually living in private properties. So it is actually, most people thought that, oh, in the suburban areas, people who are buying um, private condominiums are mostly HDB upgraders. After all, those condominiums are also located in Mm. HDB estates. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that there are actually more private property residents buying private property, sort of moving horizontally or upgrading to a better location than their HDB upgraders. But coming back to your main point is, yes, because the prices of private properties has risen along with uh, HDB uh, resale flats, but in terms of absolute quantum in the dollar amount, that both might rise by, let's say, 8%, but the 8% of a $2 million property is a lot more in dollar amount than a $700,000 HDB flats. So if the HDB dweller wants to upgrade to a private property, they have to be prepared to fork up a lot more Mm. money. All right, Nicholas, over the weekend, the first executive condominium launched, I think it's called Lumina Grand, 53% of the units sold uh, during the launch. We are also seeing new EC launches experiencing slower take-up rates over the past year, Mm. right? Well, Okay, just a slight history about the EC market. It mm-hmm. was introduced in 1995 at the National Day Rally by uh, then Prime Minister Go, and it was supposed to replace the executive flats. And in a way, it was uh, received with uh, great fanfare because between 1996 and 1998, 13 EC projects was launched with a total of 6,788 units. That's about 6.5 projects every year. Mm-hmm. And then again, it do, we got Asian financial crisis and it picked up again between 2010 and 2016. 41 EC projects were launched with a total of almost 22,000 units. So in a way, EC was very popular, it still is. But back then, the government was actually selling a lot of land for EC. And EC actually was also a way of cooling the property market because it is uh, drawing demand away from the uh, private housing market. Oh. But unfortunately, in the last five years, the government actually has only been selling about two parcels of EC land every year. So it is not, uh, the EC has lost its function to cool the property market. And because there are so few ECs, now developers are actually pricing the EC higher and higher because of mm. the limited supply. And because of the rising prices of EC, that is one of the reasons why the take-up rate the take-up rate, meaning the number of units, the percentage of units sold in their first weekend of launch has been falling from in October 2022, Copeland Grand, 73% was sold in the first weekend to just last weekend, 52%. But the developers are not really very worried because chances is they will be able to sell all the units within that five years deadline imposed by the government. So not a problem for them, uh, but the thing is, it means more profit for them because they are raising their prices. But if you are saying that, it means that they're getting more expensive 
amid low unsold supply. So will we see ECs being phased out at some point? Well, I'm not sure. Because in a way, they have kind of lost a bit of their initial uh, objective of uh, launching the EC. It was supposed to meet the so-called, the needs, housing needs of the so-called sandwich class, meaning people whose income is uh, too high, they exceeded the HDB income um, ceiling, so they can't buy BTO flats. However, they are too poor in inverted commas, to buy private properties. So this is the so-called sandwich class. But I'm now wondering if this the people who are really buying EC, are they really the so-called sandwich class? Because you have very good quality HDB flats in both the BTO market as well as the resale market. Well, they are so good that some of the HDB flats are fetching a million dollars or more. Mm. And on the other hand, you also have condominiums, resale condominiums a bit older, but uh, still good quality, and they are prices below $2 million. So somewhere around the price of $1.5 to $2 million. And then we have this uh, executive condominium, which basically it looks like a private condominium, but it comes Mm -hmm. with HDB uh, restrictions. So the the question is, is there still a need? I think the one reason why the government is scaling back the amount of land that they are selling uh, for to be developed into EC is that they see that the demand is not really that strong. But there is a flip side to this because the EC executive condominium price formed the floor price for all other private condominiums. And as developers raise the price of EC, the so goes the rest of the condo market because the other developers will say that, well, if this EC that's launched uh, last weekend is selling at the average price of $1,400 over dollars, then my private condominium should be selling above that. And now private condominiums are going for 99-year leasehold mm. in the suburban areas for $2,000 or more. It is, this EC has now become, not. it's not cooling the market, it's in fact heating up the market. <laughs> okay, so what do you think home buyers value? I think for uh, most people, because their home, the properties are their biggest assets, and with all these uh, cooling measures, ABSD and, and uh, loan restrictions and so on, most Singaporeans can only buy one property, although some are looking at buying property elsewhere or, or some other ways of buying a second property. I think the most thing is, number one is quality. They want a, a home that can last, right? Um, you don't want things to start breaking down a few years after you move in. Number two is as a store of wealth that well, if you buy the property, you hope that when it comes retirement time, perhaps you can cash it out, sell it and move into something smaller or cheaper, but it, but you can profit. Mm. So the, the people who are clamoring for property prices to come down, most of them are not property owners yet. They haven't bought their property, but so they hope property prices will fall. But once they have bought their property and they become a property owner, I think they uh, most property owners wouldn't be calling for prices to come down mm. because that would means a depreciation of their assets. That's correct. Yes. Before we let you go, what are your expectations for the property sector in budget twenty twenty four? And perhaps if you could also share the tweaks you'd like to see. Well, I uh, most of the times the big take or the big news mm-hmm. uh, about uh, that will affect the property market are seldom announced during the budget. 
Uh, they they come out about 20 minutes before midnight. Uh, it's a surprise announcement by the government and they are called cooling measures. <laughs> uh, I hope we wouldn't get more of such things because it basically means you, people like me will have to analyze the thing and don't wouldn't get much sleep that night. Um, but I think that for this budget chance, um, I hope that the government uh, could give more tax rebates to homeowners, okay, especially um, people who actually own only one property is their own uh, one and only property some tax rebates because uh, with rising cost of living we could do with more tax breaks from the government and secondly is to tweak the additional buyer stamp duty for developers there's one particular regulation mm-hmm. where basically a developer must build and sell all the units in his development within a five years period mm-hmm regardless of the size of the uh, development. So whether the development is a 100 units apartment or a 1,000 units condominium development, they both have five years to build and sell everything. I think this rule cannot be a one-size-fits-all. Mm-hmm. I hope the government will adjust it. Let the bigger development, perhaps those above 500 units, uh, to have a longer runway to build and sell everything, perhaps seven years. Because this will also help the older developments, such as uh, the some of the privatized HUDC estates that are looking to go for on-block sale. And on-block sale is a necessary part of the Singapore uh, property landscape in terms of urban renewal. Without tweaking this rule, our urban renewal, especially for the older housings, are actually jammed up. We have some very big and old uh, development, mm-hmm. privatized HUDC um, projects that are actually aging. And the owners are hoping that a developer will buy over so that uh, some of them are retirees, they can cash out and they can move on. The on-block sale uh, system in Singapore is also a part of urban renewal process where it doesn't cost the government anything. It basically lets the private market rejuvenate um, some of the old developments and to build new estates. So the one reason why developers are not buying some of these larger, older developments is because of this five-year ABSD mm, uh, regulations. And I hope the government can amend that. Okay, thank you very much for your insights, Nicholas. Uh, you're most welcome. We hope we can do this again, perhaps after the budget, or I'm sure something else new will come along. <laughs> I'm sure we will have you back. Thank you so much. Nicholas Mark, Chief Research Officer of Property Search Portal, Morgul.sg. Viewpoint. 